This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin. I I do remember being a kid. Two things, well... One thing we kind of did successfully, a friend of mine makes Elmer's glue and like Tide liquid detergent, mm-hmm. non tide but it kind of made like clay. So we could form things, and for like, I don't know, during summer vacation, we got about a week out of this. The thing is, when it dries, it gets super brittle, just falls apart. But that wasn't a bad thing. But then we decided, let's experiment with different things, right? So I don't know why, but they had uh, beakers. Like you did, I have no, I'm looking back at this family. Maybe they were making drugs. Who knows? But they had these beakers. And I remember we took like some of his mom's perfume, some lighter fluid, just all this crap, put it in a beaker. I do not remember all of what it was, but we're watching this thing. And we started backing away because the bubbles inside, they were weird, man. Instead of, instead of like tiny foaming bubbles, it made like these sideways oval bubbles. Right. But it made a noise every time the bubbles came to the top. And it was like this. Ah, like a high pitch frequency kind of thing you'd hear like on AM radios, like whoop, whoop. So we start backing away because this is this is weird. But we're kids. We're like, it's just liquid. What could be wrong? Uh, this beaker. When, when I say it exploded, this is not this massive explosion, but basically the beaker cracked and blew some glass out, man. And it freaked us out. We stopped. Like we stopped at that moment, just like look. I don't know what happened, but we can all agree stuff that smells strong. Let's just not mix it together. That's the only commonality that they had is that they all had a really strong odor, right? Right. The perfume, lighter fluid, whatever. Don't do it. Do not do it. I have no idea what we made, but uh, I remember it vividly. It was like 40 years ago. The, the, the dumbest thing I've ever improvised, or just, I didn't really oh, have boy. a structure yet, but uh, my buddy gave me a waterbed, and he just gave me the inside of the waterbed, the big blue bubble thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, eventually I made a frame for it. But the frame fell apart. So I didn't have a frame anymore because it basically just... How long did your frame last? It lasted for about a year. But with people kind of like diving onto the bed and stuff like that, the the rails were already bad on it. You know what I mean? Like they were peeling off and everything. So I determined that I could still have a waterbed, but I put it on milk crates. So I stole all these milk crates and basically made that the platform and just figured the bed would kind of just sit on top of it. Yeah. So I filled it up with... I took some of the water out, but then I ended up, me and two or three buddies, I, you have to take a lot of the water out to move this damn thing. So I ended up taking about, I don't know, two-thirds of the water out, and then I put it on the milk crates, then I filled it back up with water. How long does that process take? That process took it's about a, uh, four or five hours just Jesus, to drain it out man. the window right, right, right. and everything else. So, okay, I get it on the milk crates. I'm on that bed for two days, <laughs> and for some reason, it popped on the underneath on part of now I didn't realize how slow this leak was, okay? I didn't. So it popped 
it popped, but you did not know it had popped. I did not know it had popped. <laughs> I didn't know because it wasn't a big pop. But it was like dripping down the inside in the middle of one of these crates. Now, below us was a warehouse. All right. So the water all just went down into the warehouse, and that's all I know. <laughs> and then, then I got rid of the waterbed because I didn't want any evidence in case the, the landlord went into the warehouse and realized whatever he had. Because, like, it was one of those things where, like, we tried to look into the windows to see what was in there. Yeah. And the windows were all, like, dirty. You know what I mean? On the inside, and you couldn't really make anything in there because it was like a light, but there was like boxes and crap because it always looked like, okay, where did, where did that water go on? Can we see it coming through the floors? Nothing like that. Uh, but basically just had to haul it out because I was afraid it was going to get sued or something. Because, I mean, a waterbed is a lot. It was a king-size waterbed. So you, you think about how much water actually went into that Who warehouse. Who gave you this waterbed? Uh, my, my neighbor once he got a new one. A king's. It, I'm assuming he looks exactly the way I imagine him looking. He got a pimp daddy water solo bed. stash. Like the kind Oakley's. that has the speakers in the back. You know what I mean? Like he had oh, a jet yeah. ski. He's one of those dudes. There's a mirror in the middle. He probably had like a statue of praying Jesus. You know, in the middle of it. He's that guy. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine him. How or what did you uh, substitute for the real thing? Eight four four nine 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 Ola. Did you ever get laid on the waterbed? Oh, all the time. How difficult? And I and I've had sex on a waterbed once, and I thought it sucked. Because it's counter rhythm to what you're doing. Yeah. You don't think about it. About, you know, you're constantly thrusting your hips or whatever. But, like, when the way, it's not funny. It's hard man. to find an anchor. When point. the way, right. That's what I mean. So you you never really. You're right. Get you got to ride the wave. Yeah, but it's you ridiculous. Gotta, no, but you got to ride the it's wave. It's like boogie boarding, but you're it's, not in the mood like to, like, go. You just, so you just let the wave go under yeah, you. You, gotta, you just got to let the wave control the ride. You know what I mean? You got to just let it do its thing, and you just got to join it. But it can mess up at certain times. That's why you got to get the timing down. Yeah. Because it a... hits the front and then comes back. <laughs> that's what I mean. This one didn't have baffles in it. So it's just like this whole wave to the front, wave to the back thing. I Whoa. mean, seriously. The last thing you wanted to do was like have the spins on that thing. Oh, God. Oh, man. It was horrible. You had to put an anchor down, one foot off. Just like, oh, God. <laughs> Hello, Brendan. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. Brendan, what did you substitute? So... Amongst all this hand sanitizer BS, uh, I took 80-proof vodka, uh, aloe vera, and some lemon drop uh, essential oils and made my own hand sanitizer. You did? What uh, What was yeah, the 80-proof sure. uh, vodka that you bought? Was it just a cheap vodka? Channel One. Yeah, it was just some just some generic brand. I think that's the... Is, is it 80-proof that's the level you need, or is it 90? I want to... I, I think it's 90-proof. I, I think I looked it up. It was like... I think it was 80. Um, okay. You know... Well, well, then, wait, wait. Uh, why does everyone use vodka? And I understand why they use vodka, but, but I'm normally saying, vodka well, comes in about sixty or forty percent, so that's not going to work as far as a hand sanitizer. If you're biting like a bottle of Tito's, which I would never recommend doing anything than pouring down your throat. But why does it have to be vodka? I'm saying someone said Everclear. It, okay. be, it could be one fifty one. You could get something that. What about Yukon Jack? That actually. All right, Yukon Jack. There's not no. a lot of yes. There are not it's a lot of syrupy. good uses. All right. Th- what about mellow corn? Mellow corn. It's too syrupy. <sighs> I'm just trying to think of a better you use. You just need to get you need to get something in a plastic jug, man. That's got like 90 <laughs> proof alcohol. I'm pretty sure 90 is the magic number on this stuff. I bet you wild turkey. I don't think it's you 90 think proof. So? Really? You need to get something hot. Damn. Hot. I mean, like so hot, you're like, oh god, this is hot. something you put like in Jello shots at a college party. Like 101. Yeah, something just all right. Horrible. Just straight up grain alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at Facebook.com/slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the Men's Room Radio Network. Our question, uh, what could you not believe uh, you saw while driving? 844-999-OLD. Hello, Ian. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. 
Hola. Hola. Ian, are you seriously calling us from a jet? No, I, I'm on the freeway. All right. Ah, okay. Mm, that'd be weird. Um, how's it going? Well, well good, man. Good, How are thank you? Thank you. Good. Great, man. How are you? All right. Uh, doing all right, man. Had a long day. Thank uh, God. Week is over, though. Yeah, man. Um, I used to live in L.A., and I've seen I've seen quite a few things on the freeway, 405. Um, like uh, people people using instruments. I had a guy playing a trumpet uh, in traffic. Wait, was and, he uh, driving? One, yeah, just driving and playing the trumpet. I mean, traffic. <laughs> people just do stupid stuff. Um, I saw a guy uh, doing a crossword puzzle, like filling out a crossword puzzle while driving. Okay. Uh, but the one the one that took the cake uh, was a guy. He had his keyboard on his dashboard, and he had sheet music out, and he was writing down sheet music as he was driving. And I don't even know if he was paying attention to the road. Or he wasn't. <laughs> I mean, playing the trumpet, huh? doing a crossword puzzle, writing sheet music, like, none of those tell me you're paying attention to the road. No, no, no. It, it, that's why L.A. traffic is so bad, I think, because people are distracted all the time. Probably so. I think just in general. Just I mean, obviously, people. there's too many people no, in no, LA. But there's, there's, a a lot, there's a lot of people there. Because they, you know, so don't drive distracted, and we all assume what they mean is like don't text or something mm-hmm. while you're driving. Not like, hey, we need to add, don't play trumpet, do not do your crossword puzzle. If you could refrain from writing sheet music while you're driving, we could all move a little bit better. I, I saw a guy. There was nobody behind him. He was in a box truck. But I saw a guy texting. The light turned. Now I knew the light turned because I'm waiting at the light. Sure. So I just dash across the other side and I look back over and he's still sitting there. He went through a whole light cycle. He had no idea. Texting and looked up and the light was still red and he didn't even he didn't even know that the light had turned green. He had gone through the whole cycle and missed the whole thing. Like nothing had happened. The worst is, you know, if you're driving down the highway, you know, someone has swerved into your lane and then they do that quick correct to get back where they're going and you realize they've been looking down texting like I I understand that things happen every once in a while you drift. I get all that. For whatever reason, that absolutely pisses me off to no mm-hmm. end. Because all I can think, if you end up hitting me, especially when my kids are in the car, because then I know you're so important, you must text right now. Thank God you're alive now and not, say, 20 years ago where you just dealt with stuff when you could, right? So you make this move, and I'm like, I think I would lose my mind and absolutely try to kill this person if they hit my goddamn car with my kids in it. Not because something went wrong, but because whatever dumbass text you're sending. I don't know, man. That absolutely does. I think it's a matter of just how much time you spend in a car. So if you have a long commute every day, mm-hmm. like people just get so used to sitting in there, they just, they do other stuff. So like that story from L.A. sounds insane, right? Yeah, the traffic there is legendary. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying. I'm playing trumpet. I cannot wait to get out there and just get but, into it. Yeah, like they just make. You just you would make decisions that you never else would, but they people spend so much time commuting. They just I think they start to lose it in there. I mean, yeah, but I mean, look, man. Sometimes you, a long time in the security line at the airport. I don't just start masturbating. You know, no, I mean, look I, mean, I, mean way, I know right? it's we're a doing a radio but, show, right? Sure. So a lot of people, if they ever came into the studio and have to talk into this microphone, are going to be super nervous. Now we have little side jokes. We could shoot each other looks, right? We're still talking. Right. So I think you just you get more confident. So I think these people that have these long commutes are just in their cars. So it's like it's yeah, fine. I yeah, can yeah. text. Mm-hmm. Oh, obviously, it's another level when you're writing sheet music. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, maybe, <laughs> yeah, right. But just they're in there all the time. So they're just like, well, I can get away with it. You know, it's true because we all get overconfident. Anything that we've yeah. done multiple, that like every guy you ever heard like injured himself on the job, like. The one time I didn't take that safety precaution, because I know what I'm doing, right? My necktie got caught, next thing you know, my beard gets ripped off my face. 
Yeah, like the first year I learned to snowboard, I got real confident. So I said, you know what? We get stoned this this time before I go. go. And I just sat there. Like, I was like, it was like I forgot how to snow. I was like, I, oh, I got off the chairlift. Like I'm just on this hill now. What do I, I do now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what could you not believe you saw while driving? Eight four four nine nine nine. Ola. Hello, Ken. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. So uh, talking about pet peeves when driving. Mine is people using the carpool lane when it's just one person. And so I was rolling down I five one day, and I see a truck behind me, and I see there's just a driver. I'm so I'm starting to get pissed off. I look over, and the guy, no hands on the wheel. I'm like, okay, I drive with my knees up. Yeah. But I look, he has a straw in his mouth. He has a piece of aluminum foil in one hand and a lighter going underneath Jeez. the other hand. Well, then being in an HOV lane, that's the least of his problems. He's probably like, look, man. Uh, yeah. He had two passengers, him and the drugs. Yeah. High on value. <laughs> right. What, uh, okay, so he was just smoking some meth there? Yeah, yeah, meth or heroin, I don't know. But was he yeah, driving it, pretty I, well? All things considered, driving with your knees, smoking meth, crack, heroin, whatever, in HOV lane. I mean, was he driving pretty well as far as the driver goes? Yeah, he, he wasn't going too fast. He was staying in okay, his lane. Right. I mean, to his credit, I, I did call the cops. They're like, yeah, well, whatever. And eventually I got a call back like 15 minutes later asking if I was still following them. I don't know if he was wanted or, or they finally had interest, but yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I, I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> I'd be I'm like, hey. about, no, I mean, I've seen guys smoking weed and all that, but not. I guess that's just as bad, right? Yeah. Just smoking yeah, in the I car, mean, yeah, flying yeah, down exactly. the road. Yeah, right. I've seen people drinking. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody free basing a drug, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's I again, another level. <laughs> that, guy, that guy's been in the car a lot. He's real confident. I mean, Tyson admitted to doing lines of blow in there, but who knows if he was actually driving when he was doing it. No, he was. Was he driving? Remember, and doing the, the whole thing with Tyson, as I remember, so the cops pulled him over, and Tyson was pretty honest about it. And they pulled him over for something different, but when they got there, I guess he had a couple lines on the, uh, on the dash in front of the steering wheel, which is an indication, right? Like, Ibadonis, he had the powder on his nose. They asked him if that's cocaine. He's like, yeah, I got more somewhere, either on his person or somewhere in the car. I mean, he was, he was straight up about like, yeah, I guess I made a mistake. They're just like, Jesus, Mike. I mean, like, can you not do blow while you're driving, man? Think what about we the guy in breakfast? Seattle a couple years ago that got pulled over and, like, blew a line, like, right in front of the cop? Oh, right. The cop was like, that's not even why I'm pulling you over, dude. Like, I what are you doing? Like, why did you just do that? I didn't know you were doing that until you just did it. Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now, back to the Men's Room on the Men's Room Radio Network. Yes, friends, it's time once again for Sit and Spin. Let's gather around the old radio and listen to some swellerific new music. Hello. Hello. Oh, hey. oh it's uh, Ryan Castle. How are you, sir? Welcome to my home. What uh, What is going on in the Castle household? Uh, my wife and I are both working from home. She has the uh, the main floor uh, with the kitchen, and I have the basement with the bar, and everything's great. I've are heard you... that a lot when you get in trouble with her, too. It's generally the same layout. You are in the basement, yeah. and she has the main floor. Sleeping yes. on the couch and all yeah, that. You know, it's, like, it's like a teenager that has a whole bunch of really cool stuff in his room, and he gets sent to uh, his room like, oh, no, please, don't send me there. I've been thinking about you a lot, Ryan, because every morning about 3.30 or 4 a.m., I'll wake up to use the bathroom, and I always think to myself, Ryan Castle's up right now, and he can't go to <laughs> sleep and he'll be up for the rest of the day so are you still waking up at a ridiculous hour 
I have a, uh, yeah, yeah. I have a different affliction than you, though. You're old and have a large prostate. I just have insomnia. <laughs> yes, exactly. Aren't you glad you brought I, it up? I have a going problem. How how is uh, how it's is not a going problem? It's a glowing problem. Are you uh, are you losing your mind at home? Or are you doing okay? You know, you guys know how antsy I am. I have a really hard time sitting still. Uh, it was six thirty yesterday morning, and I was already over it, and that was the first day. <laughs> right. So, Jesus, are you man. eating like a pig? Are you running <laughs> like a what? Path are you, what? into the carpet around the pool table in my basement, <laughs> just walking laps. Yeah. Like a like a like a, a caged animal. But uh, you're still doing your work from home, and you're doing your show from yeah. home, and everything else. So you, you yeah. got all that going on. But, how uh, weird is yeah. it to uh, basically broadcast from the bar in your basement? Um, you know, it's not the dream you'd think it would be. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, since you it's, are uh, home, and you're, it's a li- it's a little clunky. It's a little slow, uh, but we're getting it done. You know, there are there are plenty of people out there that have it a lot worse than I do right now. So I will not complain. Okay, but uh, since you are at home uh, today, you brought yeah. us uh, ten songs about being at home. That's right. These are home songs. These are house songs. Not only these home songs and house songs, these are some of my favorite home and house songs since I'm coming to you uh, from my home. Ten songs about home on Tim Spin. Ten, number ten. Let me go home. You're not depressing at all. Look, man, if you're 65, female, and driving a Buick right now, that sounds like liquid (laughs) sex. Who is that? Michael Bublé. Ooh, Michael Bublé. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I... I don't know uh, a lot of Michael Bublé. I, I know who he is. He just, is the guy. All I know about Michael Bublé is anytime he performs, he smiles and points at you. He's he's like a used car salesman, but you like. I don't like his music, but you like him. Ten songs right. about and home. Then, and then your your pants are around your ankles. You have no <laughs> idea. How I feel like this is a band I've seen like at the End Festival or something. You know, uh, I thought all of these bands were called Mumford and Sons, but no, this is Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. <laughs> and what's the song called? Home. Home. Okay. I thought, I thought oh, it was. That's the theme, Miles. I, I see. I just didn't know. These are 10 songs about home on Sim Spin. If I were stuck at home and this song were in a loop, I would break quarantine and risk getting shot in the street. I'm telling you, I, I could not listen to this. I think this song is more about longing for home. Uh, this is one of my favorite jams called Ass Back Home. <laughs> Ass Back Home. Yeah. And who sings this? Two <laughs> <laughs> class heroes. Okay. <laughs> Ryan Castle doing his show live from his basement in his bar. So we've got 10 songs about home on Sit and Spin. I'm coming home now, right away. I'm coming home, baby, now. Oh, that dude's going to put it to you when he gets home. Yeah. When you sing uh, with that voice. Speaking yeah. of elderly liquid sex. Right. <laughs> speaking of liquids, what's up? was uh, nicknamed the Velvet Frog. What's uh, what time? The Velvet you, Frog, rather. What's your limit time on cracking your first beer? Four o'clock, five o'clock, where are you at? Uh, you know I got a kegerator right next to me, so <laughs> temptation. So try, try, you know, ten thirty a.m. You know I was up at three. I know he had a full day in. These are ten songs about home on Sit and Spin. Sit number six. Welcome to my house, baby. Take control now. We can't even slow down. We don't have to go. This is a jam from Flo Rida called My House, who is available for bar mitzvahs and children's parties. By the way, that's a true. Story. You can hire him for real. I wonder how much for real, not cheap. <laughs> 10 grand. I'm sorry, 10 grand. 
Uh, you might be able to get him to show up for ten grand. He's going to hang out for very long. He's he probably times. show up for ten grand. These are ten songs about home. <laughs> on set and spin. Five, number five. Down the lane, I walk. Oh my God. Sweet Mary, hair of gold and lips like cherry. Now he's just getting creepy. Is this Tom Jones? Well, if, you're, if you're feeling aroused, yes, Miles, it is Tom Jones. I can tell. I got the tingling in my loins. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Who also was up at 3 a.m. peeing. <laughs> <laughs> Ten songs about home. I'm Sid Smith. What is this, Madness? madness? This is yeah. Madness. Jam, yeah. They were a big one-hit wonder back in the day. I was going to say, can you name okay. another song? No, they're like Chumbawamba. They just did one and then they... they what was up. Chumbawamba song? They were tum-thumping, Steve. Oh, yeah. Chumbawamba sounded like Madness, though, not the other way around. <laughs> Ten songs about home on Sit and Spin. Three, number three. Take me home tonight. Oh, the money man. Yeah. He wants to show her that cash bag. Yeah. Get a couple of jams in here before it's over. Money Man looked exactly like Richard Lewis before he passed, which makes me believe that Richard Lewis isn't long for this world. (laughs) (laughs) Or they're both the same person. It could be. We've got uh, 10 songs about homeless Ryan Castle doing his show live from his basement bar on Sit and Spin. Two, number two. And don't come home a drinking with loving on your mind. She's going to beat you up and make your bacon in the morning. Loretta Lynn might beat you up and make you bacon in the morning. This is a, a song that I think we can all relate to. When you come home drunk, don't try and get laid. You've been putting on Heartland Radio, haven't you, for Branson, Missouri. That's where you, you got know the inspiration I have. for Heartland that. Public Radio, HPR Channel 1. <laughs> there you go. Sid <laughs> uh, Spin, these are 10 songs about home, and we have made it to number one. One, number one. Country Road. Oh, there we go, Ryan Castle. There you go. That's my Montgomery Thank you, brother. Right I appreciate that. Ryan Castle live from his basement bar somewhere in Seattle, Washington. Thank you so much. Want more of the men's room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill, the greatest story never told. Available on radio.com. My question, why were you either home or away from home for a while? 844-999-OLA. Hello, Colin. Welcome to the men's room. How in the world are you, gentlemen? Hola. Excellent, Colin, sir. how in the world are you? I just got back from the gas station. Had to get beer. Okay, good call. How much did you buy? Uh, just a six pack. All right. Sometimes I go to the beer station and get gas. Do you get any cigarettes? No, I already had those. Okay, I was going to say that's a great habit to pick up. You know what I mean? If you're bored over the time where you're supposed to be self quarantined, I mean, smoking. Uh, what 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 could be better for you? It's not healthy, but it is a good reason just to go outside. Yeah, uh, yeah, it gets you out of the house. I I find myself cooking for the family a lot more than I used to. You kidding me? That's all anybody's been doing. I, I find I do I a lot of things for the family that I wouldn't do before. Yeah, it turns out I well, actually guys, like them. Yeah, you guys got kids, so I feel sorry for you a little bit. I mean, I love children, but you know. Well, everyone loves children. They stay crunchy in yep. milk. But I will say this: on some level, the kids make it a little bit easier. Because they can still find joy in really stupid things, and sometimes you get sucked mm-hmm. into it. It's been a good thing. Not so much in the mornings, f them. But after that, they're pretty decent. So were you either uh, were you home or away from home for a while? I was gone for a year. I was exchange student in Germany. Yeah, uh, what, I remember uh, you. Was that in college or high school? Uh, high school. Okay, and uh, what year of high school? Uh, junior year. How now, do you make that happen, man? I uh, Look, Baltimore City Schools, I'll be honest, ain't a whole lot of foreign exchange students. You haven't done anything to deserve that. But 
How do you how do you get into the program, and then how do you get selected for people to trust you in high school to disappear from home for a year in a foreign country? Well, we did a uh, an experiment back in like seventh or eighth grade to see if it was easier for younger kids to learn a foreign language. And so I just kind of progressed through the ranks. And when it came up my junior year, I'd already met the person and their family through a month exchange or something like that. And so it wasn't like just walking into a, a strange home. Okay. And, but what you're, you're walking into a different world when you're 16 oh, years yeah. old in the United States of America, you know, you're, you're becoming an adult. You can drive. There's all these other things, but now you're going to a place where you can have a beer if you want. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, with dinner, with your, with your host family. So how, how did that change as far as how quickly you matured and grew up? I want to say some of it sucked really bad because in the United States at 16, you can drive over there. You have to wait till you're 18 or 19. All right. But I could walk into any tavern I wanted and have a beer and, and a, and a Bino schnitzel or something. So See, what, what me, did you find? That's was, a fair trade. I was going to ask, what did you find was easier to live with? The fact that, man, I just got my license and now I can't drive or hell in exchange for that. I can go to the bar because I'll take the bar every day of the week. I was okay with not driving because they 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 got down over there. You can get pretty much anywhere you want, whether well, it's yeah. bus or train. That's mm-hmm. true. That's what, true. What was different about the uh, the school part? Oh God, uh, it was a lot harder. We went to school six days a week. Um, uh, Saturday school was like a half day every other Saturday, um, and you had like fifteen different courses as opposed to here. What do we have? Six or seven. Okay. What was your best social memory? Did you go to Oktoberfest? Did you get a girlfriend? I mean, what what did you enjoy outside of the school? The German stink finger. Yeah, do you still make like schnitzel <laughs> or anything like that? I uh, actually was lucky enough to get on an international soccer team, so we did some traveling. Um, Where else did you go? I went to Budapest. That's crazy. Okay. and, and uh, Jesus. I, I, th- I would have to think your uh, footy skills stepped up a notch there playing in Germany. Oh, yeah. When I came back to the States, I was instantly on a select team. <laughs> That's crazy. And uh, did you have? A, did you meet a girl over there or anything? Did you leave someone oh, yeah. behind in Germany? Well, I didn't leave anything behind. I left her behind. But, yeah, um, no, the, the girls were really friendly to me once, once I was able to kind of talk to them. It was hard okay. at first. All right, well, let me ask you this. Uh, do you remember any German? The point I'm getting at, when, when Robin gives out Russian birthday wishes... We have no idea what the hell she's saying. I'll be down out. We don't know. You have any idea what she's saying? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> I don't know that I can repeat it, but I swear okay. one day I'm, I'm going to do the best I can to keep it clean. It sounded like she called somebody a fart gobbler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? That's, so that's uh, the kind of stuff Robin's saying. That's wonderful that, for your birthday. Okay. That, that, that was like almost a literal translation, and I almost crashed my car. What, uh, what, years, what, year, what year were you in Germany? What years were you there? Uh, let's see. I was a junior, 88 and 89. So okay. was Hasselhoff just huge then? <laughs> I hated him. Yeah, but, he, but I mean, but wasn't you he the, can't say that he the in man? Germany, man. But wasn't he the man then when you were in Germany? Yeah, him and Alf. <laughs> okay. Hasselhoff's in the same company as Alf, oh, I'm sure. Wow. Yeah. But he was like a huge pop star. Like, wasn't he on the radio all the time? Yeah, 
and Samantha Fox, and yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> okay, all right. Wow. <laughs> David Hasselhoff and Alf. You go to Germany, and all they're playing on the uh, radio is the Hofster. Why were you either home or away from home for a while? 844-999-OLA. I will say this. Uh, my daughter did a couple of those. She did one in high school in Japan, now, and did, she loved that. How much that. Japanese does she speak? I'm sure she speaks the basics that she needs to speak. Uh, and then she did London for uh, for a semester as well. And she cried when she had to leave there. Yeah, I mean, I went to London once, man. It, there's something about it. It's a cool, cool city. And I was on Drury Lane. Land, mm-hmm. land of the Muffin Man. Sorry, I, she taught me a lot. Like, you can't take a cab there. I've never been to London, so I don't what know. What do you mean you can't take a cab? You can take a cab there, but it'll cost you like an arm and a leg. Oh, yeah, it's not cheap. No, it's But ridiculous. I will say this. You are riding, this is not, you are riding in freaking luxury, man. These things, it's that same black car you see all the time. And I can't explain it, but it seems like they're bigger on the inside than the outside. It was, it's the nicest ride I've taken in my life. So, like, if you're in the back seat, you have foot room, and it looks like yeah, the seats are Yeah, foot room. From, yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's staggering, man. It's real nice. And uh, it was very, 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 very expensive. Yeah, I didn't think she was going to come home. But she, you could take the two. Well, the one nice thing about London, it's so expensive that coming home, you're like, can't get enough of the men's room. Listen to the men's room daily podcast on the radio.com app. Game is big, dummy. 844-999. Ola, who's our next contestant ready to play the big game? Hello, Matt. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Matt, are you sober or not sober? Sober. Sober, Matt. Welcome to the show. Men's room poll. Pick a replacement cuss word. Will it be Zoinks, Fooey, Jinkies, or Dagnabbit? I'm going with Zoinks today. All right. All right, cool. Welcome to the Zoinks crowd. Oh, yeah. Party me. (laughs) Party on. All right, Hawkins, Indiana. Hawkins, Indiana is the fictional setting for what popular Netflix series? Uh, Stranger Things. Okay. That was a great chat. Good getting to know you there, Matt. Game is big tummy, 844-999. Ola, we are rolling along. However, uh, Matt and Derek uh, just recently became the first to do one and done on the uh, program in quite some time. I really misunderstood Stranger Things. When it was first advertised, I thought it was about a blind prostitute. And it was, they said it like, Stranger Things. Oh, and I then I'm like, oh, it's about kids and a monster. Hmm. My bad. My bad. I can't wait till. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the men's room. Hey! Hola. Hola. Chris, you on Team Sober or Team Not Sober? Oh, not sober. Not sober, Chris. All right, Chris, men's room poll. Pick a replacement cuss word. Will it be Zoics, Fooey, Jinkies, or Dagnabbit? Uh, I think it's got to be the Dagnabbit. 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 By the way, if you'd like to vote, uh, follow us on Twitter at Men's Room Live, and uh, a poll is up there if you would uh, like to jump in on your replacement cuss word. That's how you get people to get out and vote. That's right. <laughs> All right, here is your question. What is the official language of Greenland? I'd have to say it's a it's a province of Denmark, so I'll say Danish. English? German? You're never going to guess this. Icelandic? Honest to God truth. Both people that live in Greenland, the official language is Greenlandic. Oh, Greenland. So it's Greenland. Oh, my I guess Lord, it, have mercy. I mean, right. I mean, but look, hey, man, it's Greenland. Why not? We're in America. I mean, we're speaking. Of Denmark, so I figured it'd be Danish. You know? No, you thought logically. I've never heard of Greenlandic in my life until this morning. <laughs> Neither have I. Till just now. A donut without a hole is a Danish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, here's a question. According to the Bible, 
Who was the longest lived person on earth? Uh, Abraham? Moses? Moses? Nope. Oh, it's freaking the dude with the boat. No. Noah? No. No. It's the freaking dude with the boat. Who's that freaking dude in the boat in the Bible? With all the, you know, with the animals and stuff. You know, the freaking dude. You've seen that guy. He's yeah, building that boat for years. No, I'm going to say no, Jacob. Uh, Methuselah. Methuselah. So Mike's he, saying he knew that. I believe hmm. Mike knew that. He's the original Dab Gummer. Of yeah. course. Dab Gummer, not Dad Gummer. Much different thing. Methuselah. <laughs> Methuselah. Dag Nabbit. <laughs> hey, hey. Family show, man. <laughs> All right. And what year did the Great Fire of London take place? And if you're from London, do you honestly feel like it was great? Yeah, probably not. Uh-huh. Like, we call him Jack the Ripper. I'm pretty sure they don't call him, like, Jack the Awesome Dude. I have no idea, but I'll just say 1845. Now, let's Ted said, I jokingly said I should ask. And what city did the Great Fire of London take place? And Ted, just over his shoulder, goes, the only thing I know about it took place in 1666, which is precisely the right goddamn answer. Unbelievable. Dab gum answer, sorry. That blew my mind, man. Why you do know you Chicago, know? they call it the Great Fire, too, though, don't they? The Great Chicago Fire? But do fire? they call it that? I mean, they do now, but I'm saying at the time it happened, if you report this in a paper, if I live in New York City, you say the Great Chicago Fire. I feel like if I live in Chicago... They're like that big-ass destructive fire, not like the Great Fire. Like, you can say it historically. I just feel like at the time, you're not yeah, like... Yeah, I think that's just what you do. No. Nah, nah. Right? Because we do it with floods also. Oh, the Great Flood. The Great Flood of 89. Do we do we honestly say great or do we just say the flood? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> These are the questions that keep me up at night. All right, here is your question. <laughs> I haven't slept in two weeks. <laughs> Was it a great flood? <laughs> it's only a great flood from the standpoint of water. What is the name of Miley Cyrus's character on the show Hannah Montana? Miley. Oh, she had a last name. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna give it to you. Oh, okay. I'm gonna give it to you because, honest to God, I Miley Ray Cyrus. Well, no, I'm like, well, it was Hannah Montana. I don't know if Hannah Montana wasn't was it, a person. Wasn't it Hannah Montana? No, that's no, what I thought. I thought it would have been Hannah Montana too. It's so not. So there's no Hannah in the in the show. If there is, she's not her it's, man. It's Miley Stewart. Oh, Hannah Montana was her stage name on the show. Yes. Why do you know this with such confidence? Because I was a young kid when it was big, and mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of drifted around from time to time. I never watched the show, but <laughs> obviously, I knew yeah, that, that okay. was it. She Clearly, was, yeah, she that was, was her stage name, man. She was Miley. Her dad was Billy Ray Cyrus, and when she went on stage, she was Hannah Montana. So wait a minute. Sure. On the show, Billy Ray Cyrus played her dad as Billy Ray Cyrus? I don't know that for certain, but I think so. You sounded confident. Well, for that, someone who doesn't watch I the show. I knew him to be her father always. Well, yeah. We all knew that. Right. I, I don't know why they would change Just a minute, you watched the show, Mike. It's okay. No, I never watched the show. I didn't watch the show. I just knew about the show. Ladies Mike? and gentlemen, this is the sound of denial. Yeah, you can hear the desperation. In Egypt. You're, uh, you've raised an octave. Yeah, I mean, that's the right. That's the sound of guilt. I didn't watch the show. 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 Hey, are we playing a game or what? Connect with the men's room on Instagram at men's room live. Michael, we managed to drink in time. Somebody out there deserves to be recognized. 
and the men's room knows just who it is. So to you, we say, bottoms up, sailor. You're the toast of our shot of the day. Drink time it is, and as usual, we head to the drink desk and Stephen Throwhill to find out who we're toasting. Yes, indeed. And today we chose a woman only identified as Jen. Uh, Jen, like a lot of us, she has a job. But like a lot of us, as the world shuts down to prevent the spread of coronavirus, she's one of the many people that are now working from home. Now, I do not know specifically what she does, but one thing you can't escape, depending on what your job title is, is the conference call. That's right. Here you are in the comfort of your own home. You don't have to sit through this crap anymore. Well, guess what? You still do. And in this case, she was on a conference call with 10 other people. She knows all 10. It's people that she works with. And believe it or not, this is, uh, they're talking, they're having a pretty serious meeting. It's about ethical standards in the profession of social work. And Frankly, during these times when you're away from work, I'm glad the people in the world of social work are having serious conversations about ethical standards. And it's not that yeah. anyone had done anything, but you know, you go have your procedures, the things to do, the things not to do, because let's face it, in that profession, the opportunity to take advantage of people is there, and these are the people that safeguard against it. So she's there with 10 other people, and in this case, God forbid it's just a conference call like you used to have with Charlie's Angels phone sitting in the middle of the table and everyone just kind of talks at it. Everyone's at home. They all have their laptops, so it's a video conference. So they're looking at one another, and they're having their discussions. And in this case, and Miles, you alluded to this earlier, some people have forgotten to comb their hair, brush their teeth, and all this. But people understand that. You're at home. It's a conference call. And it's, it's your home. home. You don't think about right. that stuff. Nobody cares. And these people are discussing. And look, Jen, she's there doing her thing, and she's contributing to this. But at one point, she has to get up and go to the bathroom. So she does. The problem was simply this. She didn't think about it. She took her laptop with her because she wanted to continue to hear the conversation they're having. The problem is that she did not turn off the camera on her laptop. Making the situation even worse is that when she went into the bathroom with the laptop, keep in mind, she's just kind of listening, not paying much attention. But the way the laptop sat on her lap, the camera aimed directly at her naughtiest of naughty bits. Now, this was not sexually arousing unless you're into this type of thing because all of her 10 colleagues, they just watched her urinate, like up close and part. Not like her face and all that. The way the camera was, oh. right. You saw her just above the waist and you're just watching this thing spray, but she has no idea. So one of the people, they realize, oh my God, Jim, what are you doing? They tried to stop her. She didn't catch windows. So she finishes her business. And keep in mind, the conference call is a little awkward at this point, but she uh, returns to the table. She's kind of smiling, and she looks at the faces of the other people on the conference call. She can't figure it Like, something obviously has happened. Mm-hmm. So she wants to know what she missed, and she literally asks, quote, what happened? To which the man, as they say in the top left corner of the chat, replies, I saw nothing. It took Jen a moment to piece together the meaning of a statement but she figured it out and was thoroughly embarrassed. And I suspect her 10 coworkers will just never see her the same again. No, but they'll have a I mean, have a different mental image when they do see her than they did before. Garrett, listen, it's all miles about this particular person. And I know this person pretty well, but there was a comment that her husband made about her while I was standing. And she was there, too. He's just this kind of guy that's a little graphic. And I told Miles, it sucks because... Every time I see her, this is the thought that goes through my mind. And nothing wrong with her. Nothing sexual. It's not mm-hmm. that. But he made a comment. So I suspect with this poor woman, Jen, it's like, 
I saw her pee. Like, it's never not going to be top of mind. Yeah. But they all laughed about it. She'll be back at work just as soon as she can. So just remember this. If you're working from home and you're on a laptop and you're doing this FaceTime crap, man, you might want to check your background. Check your, What did you say, Miles? Someone had been uh, getting pleasured. That is correct. While they were at a class. They didn't realize it. And her boyfriend's head mm-hmm. pops up out of her lap. People piece it together. All Another, kinds of Another uh, couple had uh, tried to quarantine themselves. They had gotten a small little cabin that they rented. Mm-hmm. And she was doing a video conference. But the bathroom was very close to the living room. Oh. And all anyone heard was her boyfriend using the bathroom with all the sounds included. So again. And these different times, if you are going to do the FaceTime thing, just be cognizant of what might be going on in the background. But Jen, we drink. We pour this booze and we drink this booze because we think it's yummy. Yummy! So over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down the hola, bitchola! Thanks for listening to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Want more of the Men's Room? The greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Also available on Radio.com. Oh, man. A Double Flush production. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.